Today on Locked On Red Wings, we do a Grand Rapids Griffins check-in with Andrew Rinaldi of AHL News Now. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ news radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. Scotty, today we are happy to be joined by Andrew Rinaldi. He is kind of our go-to guy for Grand Rapids Griffins check-ins. And it's the mid-season for the Wings. It's about the middle of the season for the Grand Rapids Griffins. So we're happy to have you back. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm doing great as always. It's, you know, it's wonderful to come on here and, and chat hockey with the boys. Um, a lot of great stuff going on with the Griffins and, you know, happy to come on and, and share it with you guys again. Thanks, Hell man. yeah, man. That's uh, it really is. You're the, you, you're the sole Grand Rapids Griffins. Uh, uh, well, I was going to say beat, but that's obviously not true for the, for the lockdown Red Wings. That is. Um, but yeah, you have uh, you have become our our sole source for uh, for Griffin's updates. So uh, glad to have you back on. Glad to be back. And and let's lead off with this too, because I think it's kind of kind of the been the storyline with the Griffins currently that they're on a five game heater, a uh, five game winning streak, and they are currently sitting third place in their division, the uh, Central Division. They have a record of fourteen wins, thirteen losses, and three overtime losses. This is a huge change from last season. Uh, last year, we were talking before the show, you confirmed to me uh, that, yeah, they finished last place in the division. Now they're sitting third. It's tight. It's a tight division, like the Red Wings division in the Atlantic, but they're third right now. And, and Andrew, what's kind of leading to this newfound success as of, what, 41 games, 31 games into the season? It's it's good habits that are finally kind of starting to come together. Um I mean, you, we saw a lot of it and just kind of the, whether it was, you know, bad puck luck or, you know, really kind of the, a couple tough series against the Texas stars, which are one of the best teams in the league that kind of held this team down for a while. But you could tell that they were, you know, these young guys were really kind of starting to figure it out and you're watching their, their growth game by game. And now you kind of feel like the results are are starting to come in. Now, granted, again, you know, they're with this five game winning streak, they've kind of finally just gotten over that 500 threshold and it's gotten them third in the division. So that kind of shows you, you know, where the state of the central division here is in the American Hockey League. But I, I mean, you take that, you know, seven days a week and twice on Sunday. So you're seeing, you know, a lot of a lot of growth from these kids, especially with you know, players like Austin Zarnick and Jonathan Bergeron just kind of seeming to bounce back and forth constantly between the big club and, and here at the Griffins. So it's ultimately it's, you know, sticking stick to itiveness, I guess. And, you know, between a, a young coach that's kind of making his debut and Dan Watson and, you know, these uh, just a number of, of 
young players that have the talent, but it's it's all about adjusting to the speed, the pro style game that you know they're they're kind of still a little wet behind the ears, but overall it's it's all those good habits and playing the game the right way that that it's so important at this level that you're kind of starting to see is really coming into their game now what's kind of I, I mean obviously you because you have like boots on the ground and are in you know that that room and talking to these guys like consistently what's just the the I don't know this might be like a super general or broad question but just like what's the vibe like like they they are like you said like not only is there big changes in in players and personnel but also like coaching like this is a this is a a very new look griffins team just from last year and obviously as you you just mentioned they've been they've improved like what is just the general like atmosphere and and kind of like culture and vibe that you get as someone that's like obviously on the beat and like in that time one of the the quotes that stood out to me when I was talking with Dan Watson earlier in this season was just how much he he cares about these guys as as humans before hockey players and I think when you build a, a foundation and a support system like that, it's it's just it's more fun to come to the rinks, you know, and and to see the boys and to get out there and go and practice and everything. So even if you you know you lose a couple games here or there, well, you know, I feel like the lows with this team aren't quite what they were in the last couple of years that I had on the beat and the, the Ben Simon coach teams where I feel like they just kind of got in the rut and then the tires start spinning in the mud and it's just, it's hard. It was hard to, for them to gain traction. Next thing you know, they're down there at the bottom of the standings and it's, it, it's so hard to pull yourself up once you have dig a hole that deep. So here, I just I feel like the vibes are just more kind of again playing for each other. I I, I know that's again that's such a cliche, especially in this sport and everything. But... It's a cliche question. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to like to vary up here, but you know, I I I do earnestly believe that you know there's there's definitely more. Um, you know, there's just there's a little more more playing for each other and you know, you're starting to see those, those results on the scoreboard more so than just, you know, vibes in the locker room. And again, it's kind of that, that stick to It's, 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 you know, to, to a, a certain degree, kind of like watching, you know, the, the transformation of the lions team on the smaller scale where it's like, you, you have a mess up, but you just kind of, you know, throw it behind you and it's the next play. There's a culture that's being put in place. You could say like, this is, and then that's something too, that I I wanted to bring up. There's a lot of frustration right now. And we'll talk about Edvinson and Berger. And I'm sure uh, at some point in this episode, there's a whole list. We were talking before the show, like yesterday, last year, you would come on and there'd be like two prospects where we would highlight. And, you know, I'm writing down a list and I have legitimately, I have nine guys on this little piece of paper right here (laughs) that I want to talk about and ask questions about. Like that's a huge boon. And as Scotty said, that, that injection of youth and new coaching um, is going to take what you would think would take longer to gel than it is. And now again, five game win streak has kind of launched them up in the standings right now. But when it comes to like, why some of these players are still in the minors that might maybe not 
maybe don't deserve to still be there that deserve that promotion. Obviously an Edmondson, a Bear Grin, or even an Albert Johansson, who's been really good. I, from what I understand with the Griffins, you know, is it maybe a little bit that they want them as young players to learn to play together? Because this is a group that's a large part of them are looking to play then together again in the Red Wings uniform. That way they can have this chemistry already in place. Is that kind of, you think, is that a vibe you're getting from some of these players and why they're still in the AHL? Oh, definitely. I think, I mean, one of the the biggest X factors for this squad, I mean, we talked a little bit about Edvinson, but you brought up Albert Johansson. I mean, when you have that offensive dynamic and, and, and the big Swedish worm that can move like the wind out there in Edvinson, and then you tie them together with, a guy who's just a steady rock in his own zone, like Albert Johansson. I, it's hard not to see the the management in Detroit want go. Okay, like this is gonna be a, a a locked defensive pairing, not just here in Grand Rapids, but we want to see this up in Detroit as well. So a lot of it, yeah, is is building chemistry, and you know we can talk about the the you know the contract situation, veteran free agents brought over, and you know the old you know adages of bringing you know keeping these kids uh, overcook, I guess, down there. But there's really, I don't see the downside in having a young kid like like Edvinson, who's still growing in his game, to you know sharpen those skills with you know, 28 minutes a night and, and on top line scenarios and every special team situation that you could think of. It's just, that's not, that's not a bad thing than, you know, having to go up and kind of learn on the fly in, in Detroit. Is it more exciting to have a number six overall pick with the wings? Yes, it, it is. I'm not going to lie. Even as a Griffins beat reporter, but <laughs> You know, it's it, there's there's certainly something to be say about uh, this method, and you know, this isn't Steve Eiserman's first rodeo. You've seen how the players in Tampa Bay for, grew down in Norfolk and in Syracuse. So you gotta you gotta just. I mean, I know it's it's another term that a lot of fans are kind of growing sick of is trusting the whole Eiser plan thing, but when you see the results kind of on the ice, it, it, it speaks for itself. And patience is not something that, you know, is lost on fans, especially on the internet that I've had to interact with. But it's something that you're, we're, you know, we're going to have as these kids continue to learn the game and grow. But you got to be I'm excited. I know we picked the perfect time in this, you know, in the midst of a winning streak to talk about it, but you got to be excited with the results. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we got to take a quick break, but Andrew, Scotty, when we return, uh, let's get into one of these nine players that I have listed. We're, no way we're going to get to all of them, but we'll try our best. <laughs> so we'll talk about that in segment two. Stay tuned to Lockdown Red Wings. The NFL season is wrapping up. In fact, it has wrapped up, and we're heading into super wild card weekend, which what? The, the super prefix is kind of silly if you ask me, but it's on the way and the lions are hosting the Rams and there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now. New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use with so many different ways to bet, like with the live same game parlays, 
You can find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. Scotty, yesterday I got the Vancouver Canucks. I think I said plus 130. I put $5 down on them to beat the New York Rangers on the road, and they did. I, I won $11, a little over $11. So it's $6 into the wedding fund, making Allison a very happy fiance. Um, so you too can put money in your wedding fund by visiting fanduel.com slash lockdown and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Segment two, Locked On Red Wings podcast. Allison never sees any of the money that I... So it just goes right back in other bets. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scotty, I mean, I, I asked the last question. You wanna you wanna take us off here? There's only there's so many players we could lead off. Yeah, man. I, I <laughs> there's a lot of players we can start with. I, I guess we've kind of been dancing around like right. Edvinson already, so we might as well just kind of dump and, and jive dive, not jive. We can jive. We can jive. We can dive head first in. To that conversation, just uh, obviously you talked about him uh, like marinating and kind of like sharpening his skills down in Grand Rapids. And obviously he's had the cup of coffee in the NHL this year. Just talk about his season as a whole, what he's improved on. And uh, and, and I guess I, I don't even know if this is a fair question, but like how close is he? But like if you say that that's much more determined on the Red Wings roster than anything he's doing at this point, that's totally fair as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he has just been incredible, honestly. he You can just tell he's at his skill set has him at another level compared to a lot of the players in this league, and that's not a small feat. There's a lot of good players in the American Hockey League, and sometimes, it, you know, he seems like a man against boys, which is incredible because he was born in 2003, but... Yeah, I don't want to bring that one up, but you know, he I I he he's you know, with the puck without the puck, you know, his his IQ if he seems like sometimes he just works, you know, a, a couple steps ahead of the play and and with his skating ability, he's able to get into these areas of the open ice and it just opens up so much for this offense here and you know, you see him put up a, a bunch of points and and also, you know, be responsible defensively in his own end. I think at, you know, at this point, I know, and before the win streak, he had a, a rough series against Texas. And, and I think just kind of like, you know, those, those tweaks where, you know, consistency being, you know, that kind of dominant night in and night out is, is like, it's, he's not far from being a regular at the next level i think it's just it's those it's those couple of uh, shifts where it can you know he it can kind of kind of bite him maybe he tries to get ahead of the play and and you know a bad pass or something the puck's going the other way and and a lot of times you can recover with as such a an elite skater but you know you're not going to have that kind of kind of time up there at the nhl so it's just maybe you know making him some couple smarter decisions here and there but he's not far off i would say he's not far off and it's you know i i know with everything that's going on in in detroit you kind of want to push him up there and and see what you got but um you know again it's it's i would rather see him kind of work on those tweaks here and then be the just the absolute monster that we know he can be at the next level than a guy who's gonna make those mistakes and then they're gonna really bite him and 
again, learning on the fly is just, it's, it's, it's a different level at the NHL. You know, it's, it's, everything's coming at you faster and those guys are coming at you harder and stronger. It's, and this is just a better place to kind of make those tweaks in his game. And, you know, like I said, not, not far off, but enough where it's, you know, it's, it take a little, a little more time. And I'm not saying that for my own sake, cause I want to see him a little more. <laughs> well, and I almost wonder too, and this is me playing devil's advocate, but when you're from all accounts, it seems like Simon Edmondson is almost to you. Like you mentioned, he makes mistakes still, but because he's got such elite skating, he can almost make up for him. You do wonder almost if I, I'm not trying, I'm speculating. I haven't seen the games you have, but you, you want to wonder if maybe the league is just getting too easy for him in where he's making, he's getting a little bit ballsy with his plays making those mistakes where he's going to get form bad habits instead, where if he's ready for the NHL, it's going to be a wake up call. It's like, okay, well, I got to, I'm not good enough here to make those mistakes. So I got to play smarter. Now that's just, Mm -hmm. I'm reaching for that one. I'll fully admit that, (laughs) but like that, that thought does cross my mind. Yeah. And, and there's certainly something to be said about kind of like, you know, over ripening of prospects and everything um, where, yeah, if, if, if you're uh, just, you know, pulling from my own experience, you know, if you're in in a B league player, but you're playing down at the D league, you're going to try some stuff that you can get away with. Cause you know, you can versus whether you're with, you know, your, your regular squad and not just subbing in. So there's certainly something to be said about that. And, you know, maybe that would be, you know, better for, for his game or it's, you know, you're, you're facing that kind of speed night in and night out. And you need to learn to play at that level versus down here at this one. But I, I, I still think, um, you know, it's just, just the, the couple tweaks, especially kind of in his own zone. I think, you know, the way his mind works in the offensive zone, I think he's, he's there for sure. But where it's really going to make or break his game is, you know, playing with the puck in his own end mm-hmm. and, it's 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 not far off, but it's 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 just enough where I'm like, mm, give me give me another handful of games, and then, you know, I, I, once those, whether it's an injury or you know it's the trade trade deadline comes in, and then I think once once you see Simon kind of grab that spot, I don't think he's going to be coming back down here to Grand Rapids. And so I do wonder too. Uh, there's been a lot of people. We saw Marco Casper in one game last year with the Detroit Red Wings. And to be fair, he didn't really look all that out of place. So a lot of people had really high expectations for him. And I think a lot of Red Wings fans, the ones that are paying attention at least, feel like they're disappointed almost by the fact that he has 14 points in 31 games, not realizing that he's, what, 19 years old? How? how what are your big takeaways from the season Marco Casper has had with the Grand Rapids Griffins right now? Well, his first... 10 games he had one goal and no assists so when you take away that kind of adjustment period there uh, his numbers don't look bad at all and when you're going through this five game heater he's got six points so you're definitely starting to see uh marco kind of coming around really getting comfortable in his game here and getting him see him super involved in and on both ends of the ice and that's Exactly what you want to see. He, he was coming in looking really good defensively and it was making good plays with the puck. It wasn't like, you know, he was really struggling out there. I think it was just a mixture of 
of puck luck and 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 making plays at at, at with without the space that he saw over in Europe and just at this you know at this speed. So once now that you're kind of starting to see him get acclimated, he's he's really kind of been growing up in front of our eyes, and it's it, it's it's been great. And you're seeing his success and the team's success are kind of going hand in hand here. So I, I yeah, again, it's, it's, it's such a, a, a knee jerk reaction to, you know, the first couple, you know, the first quarter of the season, I, I admittedly probably not the best we'd want to see from, from Marco, but again, he's, he's a teenager, you know, yeah. I, I, I didn't even know what I was doing with my life when I was 19. So I'm surely not going to try and, and put, you know, a kid on with all that pressure like him in the spot. So he's really kind of, like I said, kind of eased in into his game here. And and the puck's kind of finding its way to him, you know, and, and seeing the smarts and the IQ that he's got in his own, knowing where the puck's got to go, knowing where he's got to go. It's it, it, you're you're seeing it come along. I know, again, you know, we want to see our first round picks absolutely torching it in the minors and before we decide to pull them up but you know you got to take into consideration that these are you know this is the next these are a lot of the guys that are going to be taking that next step up there in the nhl this is no no slouch for anyone least of all you know a, a kid who's 19 years old absolutely uh we gotta head, head to a, another quick break uh but when we return we'll just talk more about some of the many prospects are on this team so stay tuned to lockdown red wings I know we come to sports to escape from the crazy realities of life, but according to the FDA, we are in the middle of one of the worst flu seasons in over a decade. Well, you can be prepared if you grab a Jace case that has five, a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff can happen to any of us. Uh, visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Segment three, Locked on Red Wings podcast. Uh, we're joined by Dan Rinaldi of AHL News Now. He's given us a midseason check-in with the Grand Rapids Griffins. Scotty, again, I think you lead us off here in segment three. Yeah, I'm kind of a table setter. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, another like fairly obvious one, but I, I really want to talk Berger just because he has been one of the, I think at times, maybe not over the course of the full season, but at times, maybe like the most talked about Griffin in within the fan base, just because uh, there was some sort of an expectation after the end of last year that he would just obviously have a spot on opening night uh, this year. And then the Wings obviously went out and signed 11 free agents and traded for Debrinket. And that was no longer the case. And I think a lot of people were uh, somewhat surprised when they first realized like, oh, shoot, that means no room for Berger. Um, and just, you know, he's all, uh, similar to Edvinson, had a cup of coffee up here a few times. Um, but I, I think just what have you seen from him? Is he uh, obviously just like taking the situation well, I think is a big thing on everybody's mind. But also, you know, on the ice, obviously, what improvements are is uh, the, the Griffins coaching staff 
uh, were you here? Like, what improvements are they looking at for him to continue to, you know, ascend and get back to being a regular in the NHL? Yeah, I think, you know, everyone's kind of familiar what his game is with the puck and what he can do with it. And down here in Grand Rapids, I mean, he's been doing everything that, you know, is we've come to know about Berkey's game. And I, you're starting to see him more involved kind of with without the puck. You, I, the other night against, I believe it was Cleveland, you saw him chase down a forward who was out, almost out there on a breakaway, and he lifts the stick and, and negates the scoring chance. And that's, those are the kind of plays that you really want to see from him. Uh, you know, with we again, because we all know what he can do offensively, but it's that, it's that you know, defensive positioning it's you know taking the taking the hits to make the play those kind of stuff that that are really going to separate him from a guy who can who can create all these chances here in the American League and a guy who's gonna gonna consistently produce at the next level and I you know I've I've really wanted to kind of see him engaged a little more physically I know he's not the biggest guy right but I, I wanted him to take a page out of like Lucas Raymond's playbook you know, Razor wasn't a guy who who took a lot of hits the last couple of years, but you really kind of this year. I think you've seen everyone see him take a step in his game, especially you know below the goal line and everything. And and that's more like the kind of stuff I want to see from Bergie, at, at least consistently. You see flashes of it. You see him go in and 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 get after it, and you're like, all right, like let's let's see more of that. And then he'll kind of shy away a little bit here and there and that's you know you know nothing nothing against the guy i wouldn't want to go into the corner against 220 pound defenseman either but you know those are those are the kind of stuff that that again it's it's all about consistency you know i think everyone in this league has some kind of tools one way or another to really you know make an impact at the next level it's just about making those plays shift after shift you know you don't have to go out there and go bar down or set up a set up someone for a goal to to make an impact you know and and that's for like rounding his game out here in Grand Rapids is going to be the key to being more more involved with in up there in Detroit and it's 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 a work in progress still and I'm certain he's yeah after getting what 40 games in detroit last year i'm certain he's 67 i think oh man i was really crazy let me double check (laughs) but it was a lot yeah Yeah. so i'm certain you know the frustration's there i mean it's that's that's natural for anyone who you know again i thought he was going to be a staple for sure and then I, i when i got the announcement that he was being sent down i was like oh okay like great for me but obviously you know you want to see him kind of uh ascend and have his game take the next step so again it's 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 just it's it's little it it seems like little tweaks here and there but it's that's the difference between being at, at the nhl level or being down here in the american league yeah and then another guy i want to talk about too and obviously i feel like we we should definitely talk about Kosa at some point, but I have another guy I want to talk about before that. Um, and I mentioned him earlier in the episode, Albert Johansson. I feel like uh, he gets kind of overlooked by Red Wings fans because of the fact that Simon Edmondson and now Axel Sanding Pelica exist. Like they're the new shiny toy first round draft picks, but Albert Johansson, Johansson rather has been absolutely stellar for the Grand Rapids Griffins. Um, we don't like to use plus minus up here at the NHL. Uh, 
because it's just not a very good, not a very telling stat of what this individual is doing, but there's not many advanced stats for the AHL level. He does lead the Griffins in plus minus. He's a plus 13 by, and he leads that category by six over Nolan Stevens, uh, who is second on the team with plus seven. This is a guy who you were mentioning earlier eats a lot of minutes for the Grand Average Griffins. He has 12 points in 25 games, half point a game, half point a game player out of a defenseman that that's not necessarily his game. Like, is he, how, I guess, let me phrase it this way. How close is he in reality? I think after Edvinson, he would a hundred percent be the next defender call up. And I, I, I wouldn't be completely shocked to see him getting, uh, getting a taste before you give Edvinson the full-time job there, because he's been that impressive especially in his own zone and uh, even surprisingly in the offensive zone lately he's he's been you know putting a couple assists in he had a two goal game the other night against cleveland so <laughs> you know when you can when you can find ways to chip in offensively there on top of of his game you know just so so steady I, you know i described him as a rock earlier and that's exactly what he is especially you know when you have the eight foot long reach of Simon Edvinson, the pair with them, you know, there's not a lot getting past those two. So he's, he, he, he came on the scene immediately last year and looked completely, you know, ready for the, for that next step. And it's, 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 it's been, it's been impressive to, to watch him play with, with just such poise in his own end. And, I, I, yeah, I'd love to see him get get a get his own cup of coffee with the wings up here this year because he's and again he's he's kind of blown me away since he's walked in through the door last year and he's only been getting getting better in my eyes. So yeah, with with a lot of the uh, kind of you know turn styles that's been going on in in Detroit's defensive end, I say you know why not let's let's see what he could do against uh, against NHL competition. Do you think that, and I want to get to Kosa as well, but like, do you, uh, do you think that, I know you alluded to it a little bit earlier as well. Is there kind of a feel that that pair is going to go beyond the AHL and it's going to be like, Hey, these two, they've built so much chemistry and been so effective. Why not have them kind of work through the system together and see if they can be uh, an effective pair long-term at the NHL too? Yeah, I, I I feel like that's kind of a, a sticking point of this organization now that these guys have kind of really been starting to develop some chemistry together to let, you know, let's keep them, keep it, keep it rolling, keep it, you know, why break up a good thing? And if, if, if you can make that seamless transition and have them, you know, keep these guys comfortable with each other. You already know, you know, each other's cadence and everything, you know, okay, if the puck's over here, I know he's going to move it you know, behind the net or whatever. And it's just, it makes it more seamless for, for everyone. I think that would definitely, that's definitely a, uh, a target for the wings organization is to kind of keep these guys together. Obviously, you know, might have to shuffle lines here and there, sure. but when you can have these guys comfortable and playing in their own game and growing together, you know, it's, it just, it makes it so much easier for players, coaches, everyone. All right. Sebastian Kosa. He has a 901 save percentage this year with the Grant Rapids Griffins. Um, obviously, he was lights out with the um, Toledo Walleye. Oh, my goodness. Almost drew a blank. A Toledo Walleye last season. Second half of the year, he really turned it on. Uh, he's been splitting time with Michael Hutchinson, who's got a 903 himself. 
played himself into a contract. Very happy for him. But how's Costa looked overall? Has he been hot, streaky, hot, cold? Has he been kind of consistently this good throughout the season? Like, what's your takeaway? He's been get as he's gotten more starts. I could tell he's he's been more comfortable. I think he he played his best hockey when kind of when Hutchinson went up and it was like, all right, you're you're kind of the guy now at this point. And again, you know, bit of a bit of a struggle there against Texas on the road, but you know they're the highest scoring number one team in the AHL, so you're 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 gonna kind of get you're gonna you're gonna get those nights. It's just it is what it is, especially for you know a young goaltender like him. But uh, you know, on the road against Iowa uh, the other night, he probably had his best game since since opening night, where he had what forty saves, I believe, in the win there. So. He's he he's certainly coming along. I mean, he's going to have his 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 rough stretches as any goaltender would. But you know, to compare, uh, say, I know everyone loves to make comparisons between him and and Jesper Wallstead. Wallstead's first season in the AHL, he had a nine oh eight save percentage, and Kosa is kind of hovering around that. So I I feel like you're kind of seeing them right on track with exactly where you want him to be. He's, I, I feel like he's, his positioning is becoming much stronger. He's not kind of, he used to be a little wild around the crease from what I saw. And I think you're kind of seeing him more stay at home. He's using that big body to kind of square up and not rely so much on his athleticism, but to kind of, you know, use work to his strengths and it's, it, it, he's not gonna, you know, be the the savior of this team that's going to come in next year and win you 35 games but it, it, it's going to be a project he was drafted as a long-term project but he, he's got the tools there it's again I, I i sound like a broken record but it's all about working on the consistency at this level and i've i've really enjoyed what i've seen from Coso. i know the shiny new toy in in the cabinet right now is trey augustine and we want to throw Kosa, you know already to the side but the wings have a they know what they're doing with a young goaltender that's got all the tools here to be a, a really good starter at the next level and he's he's making exactly the kind of progress that you want to see he's not getting caved in yeah he's not dominic hasek but you know we need to, to stop with these video game expectations for these kids who i don't i think goes maybe just turn 21 yeah okay so I'm, you know, I'm not ready to put the world on his shoulders yet. He's got a long way to go and he's trajecting. Is that even a word? I'm going to go with it. Trajecting. Just, the right, just <laughs> the right way that he needs to be right now. Awesome. Um, Scotty. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, my last question with Kosa was just going to be from a, and you kind of already alluded to it. So we don't have to go too in depth, but it just was long-term timing, you know, like, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think there's some people that are, you know, like, oh, at the end of this year, like if people, if the if people keep getting hurt, like whatever. And then there's some people that are like, oh, three years from now, maybe, you know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> I, I think there's just a lot of varying opinions on when he will be uh, ready to make that jump. And, you know, as you already talked about and are well aware, like obviously contract status has a lot to do with that and whatnot, just um, from a timing perspective, where do you think we are on the on the train that is Kosa? Yeah, it's it, it's goaltending is is so hard yeah. to project. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a goaltenders are are each one has their own 
arc for development and you know you get guys that are that are late bloomers you have guys who have all the tools but just can't seem to put it together it's so it you know at this stage i'd probably say again i'm gonna follow the next comparable in that draft class which is wallstead who i believe just got called up to minnesota for what i assume is going to be his first couple starts i don't expect him to stay up there I would envision the same for Kosa. He's going to play the entire season out in Grand Rapids here, especially with three goaltenders up there in Detroit. And with Hutchinson kind of as insurance and, and, and an emergency, next year you might see Kosa up for a handful of games, depending on how he's he's continuing to grow here in Grand Rapids. You're, I don't think you're going to see him become a full-time starter. I mean, it's 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 a long – he like I said, he's a long-term project. He's going to take some time to develop. All goaltenders are, whether you're a first or a seventh rounder. That's just the nature of the position. So I say, you know, you kind of give him a couple more, uh, a couple more seasons, kind of really fine-tune everything in his game and in his toolbox. I, I, again, I still see, you know, a bunch of NHL games in, in his future. I know, again, Trey Augustine is the big, obviously, you know, gold medal around your neck will do that for you. But it's not a bad problem to have too many good goaltenders in your organization. No so that goes is certainly one of those. Awesome. I mean, if we had more time, I'd love to ask you about Carter Mazur and then what the heck's going on with Elmer Soderblom, but I don't think we're going to be able to get to that in this episode. But there'll be more episodes down the road. Uh, Andrew, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Absolutely. So you can find my work at AHL News Now, and I'm also, for those social media active, I'm on, uh, I'm on. I guess, I'm still going to call it Twitter. No matter <laughs> what, I'm still going to call it Twitter. You can find me at gr underscore rinaldi underscore um if you see a man on top of a mountain in the background you've got the right man and i you know i i live tweet during griffin's games i post my content on there i love just interacting with fans talking about the game of hockey or just kind of life in general so if you're you know curious about some of the young players that might be suiting up for the red wings here very quickly come check me out i'll chat with you during games or during downtime at my day job or whatever you know i'm i i love getting to know this fan base this is it's it's been fantastic it's it's been a great ride and i love to to give back to the people when i can absolutely absolutely man our uh like i said not uh obviously not our beat writer but kind of our beat writer in our hearts <laughs> in our hearts he's a uh, spiritual uh, beat writer right yeah <laughs> Awesome. Andrew, again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Uh, Scotty and I will be back tomorrow and we'll preview the game against the Edmonton Oilers that's taking place on Thursday. Thank God that's a home game. It's done with the rest, West Coast road trip. That was awful. Uh, so we'll do that and probably have a different topic for you too because we're not going to preview Edmonton for three segments. So stay tuned for that on segment or tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Red Wings. Segment one tomorrow of Lockdown Red Wings. Scotty, you got a thing you got to say though. <laughs> We've all, man. We've all. <laughs> <laughs> Golly.